It's time to create better. Create better family, health, business, and self. Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Create Better. Now, if you are someone who is really good at making a food item and people have said, you should sell this, it is so good, you do not want to miss this episode because my friends Charlene and Lindsay have products that they now sell in stores, products that people have said to them, oh my goodness, this is so good, you should sell it, and they have. So this is actually the part two of our interview, so if you want to catch the first half, it's just the episode before this, but without further ado, here we go. I adore both of you for being here to share your journey uh, because you are both trailblazers, and I'm so honored to have you join us today, Lindsay and Charlene. And I know that women are checking out your websites now, and I have all of your information on my show notes as well. And they think, okay, well, I can't believe these incredible products. Their journey must have been easy, or wow. <laughs> How did they get there? But we know as product makers, it's not always an easy road. And I would love for each of you to share a big fail that you had. A big fail. I'm going to say that again. A big fail, a mistake that uh, you did, but you know, you picked yourself up. Yes, we get scraped bruises and knees, uh, scraped knees, but we pick ourselves up and we count those as uh, victory scars and we move forward. So I'm going to ask Lindsay, can you think of one lesson that you had? I'm sure there's many, but one that you said, whoa, that was unfortunate, but it happened and I learned from it. What is that lesson? Yeah, um, I think the most notable one for us was, um, you know, we had some really early success getting big contracts, working with um you know, in, in our case, a, a major emerging retail chain came to us and said, we want to list your product. And I was like, great, this is going to be amazing. So I go in and I'm, and I'm ready, you know, to, to nail this listing down. And, um, and we have an amazing conversation. We get to the end and we start talking, you know, the finances of what it takes to get this deal and stay, you know, stay on shelf. And, and all I could focus on was, I don't think we can do this. You know, I, I really, I don't think that we can do this. We're not big enough. I don't have the distribution traction. I don't know what I'm doing here. Like it, it got the, the meeting went so well. And then all of a sudden I was like deep water way over my head, you know, imposter syndrome kicked in like crazy. And I was like, what am I going to do here? And I left that meeting thinking I got to back out. You know, I, I shouldn't do this because I'm going to bobble it up. And now I'm going to, you know, that's going to make me really uncomfortable, basically. Um, and so I did, I backed out and I said, I can't, I can't do this. And I looked at that later, even just a couple of months later and was able to say, A, we were fine. I was too risk averse and too uncomfortable with the, not having that perfection, not, not being comfortable to, to admit that maybe I don't know how to do this quite right. Um, being 
too nervous to, to ask for help on how to really execute um, a, a big deal like that. And, um, and now, you know, it's been almost a year and a half later, we're still working to get that listing back because what we did was show them that rather than being confident in our product and our business and our, and our potential in our consumer market, you know, we were timid and, and I should say I, cause I was actually like the only person in the business then. And, and, um, and I think that that, you know, it didn't feel like a major fail or mistake at the time. Um, but in retrospect, I was like, I think the failure is not so much related to the listing. You know, you lost, you lost revenue, maybe you lost a retail partner that you wanted, that you want to work with, you, you know, those, those sorts of business things. But it was, it was a personal thing where I realized that I let myself down by not being confident that like, I can do this. You're right. Like, go ahead, take a risk. And if you're wrong on the other side, or if you make a mistake on the other side, that's okay. Um, but, but I think that those are the, those are the ones that stick out the most for me are those ones where I kind of let myself down on being a champion for my product and for my consumers and for myself. No, that's a, a great uh, reminder to all of us that uh, we are stronger than we think and 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 how we and I, I see that you've brushed off your knees and realized yeah I got this I can do this and you know and sometimes you have to trust yourself and 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 and, the, and that you also made the right decision I think and and I think because you are a smart woman and I think that you just have to say okay I made that choice because we weren't ready but I am ready now because I did the flip side of what you said. And I just jumped in when I started, whatever, nine years ago. So this was maybe eight years ago. And a big retailer said, we want your product. And I'm like, yes, of course we can. And they made a big order. I fulfilled that. Then their reorder was larger than their initial order. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I was so small. I I couldn't do it. And that was bad. And uh, it did leave a stain. But a lesson that I have learned is when I share with new startups is start small, establish it well, copy it, and get a little bigger. And then your circle gets bigger. Don't jump into a big ocean when you aren't ready. And so I think you, you made a very smart choice is what I would say you did. And good on you. <laughs> So yeah, we learn from everything. And how about you, Astraline? Is there a big lesson that you learned? Just I know there's many, but what's one that you can share? For sure, I think um, I, in many ways I can definitely relate to Lindsay. Um, but I myself kind of had the opposite problem, where I'm the kind of person that has a hard time saying no, even something that where we when we first received our first large retailer order. Um, kind of something in my head knew it was going to be a challenge, but I was like, yeah, sure. Let's just, you know, let's just get it. And then I'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And at that time we were still very, very early on in our business. Um, I have two young ones. I have, I had a four year old at the time and I just had a baby. Literally. I think she was like two weeks old <laughs> by the time this happened. And I think part of me was just so pumped on growing this business, figuring out a way to do it, that it took a very, very severe toll on my energy levels and my mental health and even um, relationships. So 
uh, my husband, Vince, and I are in business together. And that obviously puts a very big challenge both um, on our relationship kind of outside of the business Mm -hmm. and also in the business as well. It's really hard to separate those lines of personal versus work. Um, And I think, you know, I, he and I, I realized going through all of this and many arguments and in that we were very different people with very different working styles. Um, I myself am the type to burn the midnight oil, figure it out, even if it takes me till 3 or 4 a.m. with no sleep, I'll do it. And he's the opposite. You know, he checks out at like 10 p.m. He needs his sleep or else he won't function. And that caused a lot of friction in our relationship. Um, and it took me having my second child to realize I couldn't run on all cylinders all the time. And this was already after two years of initial growth of the business. I finally had my second one and just thought, honestly, I can't do this anymore. And this was just right at the brink of the pandemic as well. So it was just all things happening all at once. And I think my mental health at the time and my my drive was almost at like an all-time low. Mm. Um, so that really, I mean, I, I don't think there was a, a single time in my life that I didn't feel like I was capable of doing something. So this was a very new feeling to me. It, it made me feel so powerless. And at that time, I remember thinking, you know, I, I wish I was, I wish I had 10 years of my life back. You know, I wish that I didn't have to worry about putting food on the table for my kids. Like this is almost a hindrance. And then, you know, as I was working through all of these things, I, remembered a conference that I went to last year when I only had one <laughs> and I had time to go to a conference with other mompreneurs. Uh, the speaker at the conference told me at that time something like it's the nature of responsibility breeds success. And that had really hit home for me at that time because all the while, you know, when things are good, they're good. But when they're bad, you know, you almost look at all the factors in your life and and say, I wish she wasn't like this. I wish it wasn't like that. I wish I didn't have these obligations. I wish I didn't have to get up three times a night to feed my baby so I could sleep, you know? But I realized that instead of looking at my situation like it was a hindrance, mm-hmm. I should look at it like a source of strength because, you know, if I didn't have my family that I was struggling at the time mentally to try and provide for, to build this, this business for, I wouldn't have that motivation. So, you know, my husband and I had a lot of long talks to, you know, work on these things in our communication. And I started really making a conscious effort, reading books and, and really changing that mindset to get myself out of that rut. And now I kind of see my situation and my identity as a mother, you know, as a source of strength. Um, I'm trying to look at the positives in my situation rather than, you know, it being a hindrance. So beautiful. Yeah. And I'm still working through some of these things now. I feel like it's a, it's an ongoing process. Yeah. You know, some days are good and then some days are bad and you kind of just have to be aware. Okay. Like my bad feelings are creeping up right now, but it's, it's no big deal. Like we'll, we'll get through it. I'll take some time for myself. And, and you got really got to work on that mental health and, and that, that self care more than ever. I feel like now, you know, it's so important. Thank you so much for sharing, Charlene. And I'm giving you a huge, huge hug right now <laughs> from across the country. Huge hug. And you are not alone. And, you know, if I could ask, like, anybody who's listening, if they could raise their hand, if they have been there where they just wanted to throw in the towel and, and, and get some of their life back, 
we have all have that understanding and have been there at some level. And, you know, and if I can give any advice, because I am years ahead of both of you and, and, you know, my kids are older, much older than uh, my youngest is 12 now. And, um, I used to be that woman entrepreneur, that mom entrepreneur who would say, oh, sleep is overrated. I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'll sleep when I'm older. That is garbage. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't. I'm going to tell you, both of you and those who are listening, sleep is very important. If if there's, I'm not a person who say, oh, I wish I could, if I could change. I I don't because I embrace it as everything happens for a reason. And I guess the reason that I went through what I have done is to teach other people that sleep is important. And because I, it's funny because I, I didn't sleep and I didn't sleep for years. Like even when we did Dragon's Den and people were like, oh, are you still going to bed at two now? I guess you don't have to. You had incited a bidding war between all five dragons. You know, the truth right after that is, no, I wasn't sleeping at two. I was going to bed at 5 a.m. because the orders were overwhelming. And and then it was funny because I was watching this one TED Talk that made me stop in my tracks because I was weirdly doing jumping jacks while I was a moment of exercise watching this TED Talk. I stopped because this man, who the topic was about sleep, and he said, you know, for if you are a person who has slept four hours or less for a year, you've just aged your reproductive system by 10 years. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so mean. And, and you know, I, I, I'm going to say that's unrelated to the stroke that I had, but even then I thought, oh my gosh, my body thinks I'm like 92 years old. And there it is. Like my roommate in the hospital for eight days was an 87 year old man. <laughs> and he was wonderful. And, and, you know, I do count everything a blessing, but ladies, you need to sleep. If you take nothing else at all from this two seconds right now is you need to sleep. Respect your sleep. And I, I say that and, you know, I, I learned it way too late, but it is my honor and blessing to share it with anyone who can listen. Sleep. Please sleep. Both of you mamas, please sleep. Don't do what I did. Yes. And yes, take care of you. It is absolutely okay to take care of you. You are so important. And, you know, when I when I learned so many lessons in uh, seven months of stroke rehab, but one of those was that my kids only have one mom. And there's only one of you. And you need to be there for your for you, for your kids, for your family. And it begins with taking care of you. So please don't feel guilty about doing that. It's okay. It's okay. And it's okay. Kick that stinking mom guilt to the curb because if they didn't have you, what, what, what happened? Right? So let's see. I am so proud of myself. I didn't cry. <laughs> Usually I really cried through that, but you almost got me. <laughs> I, you are both incredible women and you have shared so many takeaways and I, I am like the only reason I want to get off this call is so I could order your product. But <laughs> I want to say ladies, I want to say, Lindsay, if someone wanted to reach out to you, where can they find you right now? What's the best place for them to find you? 
Um, so you can find a full information and list of retailers on our website at kindredcultures.ca and, um, you know, hop into your local Whole Foods, talk to your local grocers if you're interested. You know, the number one way that, that new products go into store is by people saying, hey, I saw this and I want some. And uh, spud.ca, we're growing across Canada. That's our goal for next year. So perfect. Perfect. we'll go closer near you soon. Perfect. Super. Thank you. And Miss um, Eatable, where would people find you, Charlene, whether it's your company or if they wanted to reach out to you? So um, you can check us out at eatable.com. We've also got a retailer list on our website, um, and we're available at small specialty art artisanal retailers across Canada and the U.S., as well as across Canada at all Indigo large format stores and Saks Off Fifth. And um, next year, we'll actually be available in Ontario within a major grocery chain, but can't say that here now <laughs> yeah, just yet, <laughs> but there's more of us to come. Yay! And I will have all of this information on our show notes at elaineskitchentable.com as well. And ladies, to end this, I would love for the first thing that comes to the top of your to up your brain, your mind, when I ask you how to create better. And I'm going to list four things. And this is the first thing that comes to the top of your mind. Um, anybody can go at any time. It is the top of your mind. The first thing that comes when I say one strategy or tip to create better family. Go. Concentrated focus time in a day. 10 minutes per person, you and me right here. Tell me about you and how you're feeling, what you're oh, doing. Love, check in. love, love that. 10 minute check in with each person face to face. Love. Um, I have a rule in my family that's no, no, no screens after dinner time. That's our family sacred time. No screens. Whoever it gets caught with a screen um, has to do something, but <laughs> <laughs> it's sacred in our house. Love that. Yeah, we have that no screens at the dinner table anytime ever. No, it's our face-to-face -face time and it's so near and dear because they grow so fast. And you know what? We need to check in. We absolutely need to check in with children. Okay, how to create better health. Top thing on your mind, Charlene. Sleep. <laughs> sleep. Yes. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Just do it. Yeah. Naps too. Naps whenever you can. They're awesome. Yeah, see, I can't, I can't nap. <laughs> I wish I could. Well, when you have a baby, you know, you got to yeah, sleep you when nap, the baby mama. sleeps, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do that, That's Mama. Right. That's right. How about well, you? Well, I mean, I drink your probiotics, but, you know, really it's makes one small daily decision that's just for yourself about the things that you put in your body. Moms yeah. are notorious for like, eating leftovers of whatever their kids are having or kind of like scrapping by, but just like once a day, be like, I'm going to eat this because it's good for me. And it feeds my body, my soul, my heart, my mind. Love, 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 love. Taking care of your inside out. Absolutely. How about better business? One, one tip, one powerful tip that you want to share for how to create better business. Uh, mine would be to seek community and mastermind groups. So, I mean, we had our food accelerator program that we were a part of, which was life-changing. Um, we had the opportunity to go on Dragon's Den, which really set off a light bulb for us. But 
the whole goal with those is to enable you to be around a group of people that will help you kind of think greater than yourself. Because at any given point, you know, your thinking is only of a certain, I guess, trajectory. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to surround yourself with people who have different ideas and kind of make you think a lot bigger than that. So I feel like those have been really awesome for us. Beautiful. I love that very much. So important to be with people who challenge you because they say you become like the five people that you hang out with most. Yeah. So very important. Absolutely. How about you, Lindsay? Top business, uh, how to create better tips. Um, well, this used to be when you walk into a room, but now it's, um, every time I walk into a conversation with a group of people, I remind myself that somebody in here knows something that I don't know and that I need to learn today. Beautiful. Um, you know, start small, have, you know, be, be open to the things that are happening around you because Elaine, to your point, everything does happen for a reason, right? You're in that room for a reason. Everybody else is too. And maybe there's some kismet there. Absolutely. So true. Love that. Be a lifelong learner. Wake, I always tell my children, you know, to, when they wake up, you ask yourself two questions. Who can I help today? And what can I learn today? And, and you know, just to wake up being a, a, a person who wants to learn, but a person with a, a kind and caring heart. So important to make decisions based on both of those things. And the last one, ladies, and you can take my answer of sleep if you want, but <laughs> how to create better self. And by self, I mean like anything, like self-improvement, self-health. What? What is your one tip for our listeners to take away with how to create better self? Um, so for this one, I actually wanted to share a really cool exercise I did recently. So um, last year I was at a conference in Utah and we were climbing up Bryce Canyon with a whole bunch of women. And we did this really interesting exercise where we were at the top of the summit and we had to write a letter to ourselves to be opened one year later. And my one year and a half actually <laughs> happened now after this conference. And I opened up this letter and it just, it literally brought me to tears because at that point, you know, you're at the, the high, you're at a high point, you're on a high, you just climbed a mountain. And I wrote down words that helped me with get through my darkest days. Um, and that was just such an emotional thing for me to, to, to be able to do that. So I actually now keep a box of just little token mementos, like that letter, picture mm -hmm. of my family, maybe thank you cards that I've received from customers. And I call this my why box because on those days where you just kind of question, why the heck am I doing this? Why am I crazy? I will take a look in that box and just pull out something and just like bring me back to sanity. I love that. Beautiful. Love, love, love. I have two why boxes. So I totally <laughs> love. And we need those reminders, right? Because there are moments where you just, you do, you want to throw the towel in, 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 and I'm not just talking about business, but sometimes in life, you just want to say, I'm so done. And, and to remember, and sometimes it's just hearing your child say, mommy, and that just melts me. I'm like, okay, there, there, <laughs> my why, this is the most powerful word when my kids call me mommy or, or it's just so true. Words are impactful. And, you know, and my kids, and I have to brag about my kids for a moment, over COVID, they, they had so many friends go through mental health issues. And they came up with something they called Spreading Smiles, which actually became my, a, a side product line of Easy Daisies. And it's all about positive affirmations when one in four have anxiety issues, one in six. 
uh, children are studying with mental health issues. And it is just positive affirmations. And my kids came up with the fonts, the quotes, and and they're just magnets that go on on places just to remind someone they're awesome. My my kids, my one, my oldest is, is secretly handing out to a girlfriend of hers who is struggling with depression. And, you know, and her friend will text her saying, thank you so much. I found it in my notebook. And my daughter just left one of her magnets that she had made saying, you know, you've got this or um, today is going to be beautiful. And, and that's, it's just one positive statement and to start our kids day that way because you know how they start in the morning is going to carry on in their mood through the through the whole day saying something wonderful and beautiful and positive i love that having those why boxes thank you i love that i hope people will start a why box right now (laughs) right now unless you're driving don't (laughs) (laughs) and how about you Lindsay? um you know, mine was to carve out five dedicated minutes at any point in the day that I can find them to just be alone with myself. Because I think one of the most complex parts about being a mom and an entrepreneur and, you know, having a, a life partner that you're working with, you are working so hard for so many people. And you, you, I think as moms, or at least for me, I feel such a deep sense of obligation you know, to serve and participate in the lives of these, of these people that, you know, we've all chosen to be together. I guess the kids didn't necessarily choose to be here, but here they are, you know, and, and I brought them into this, into this life with us, but it's so hard to find some time to remember who you are. And, and I find that that, that five minutes of me standing there with a jade roller on my face or whatever it is that I need to do for a minute, I am obsessed with jade rollers. So, um, but, but just taking that five minutes to reconnect with who am I, why am I doing this? You know, what can I give to myself for just a minute? Because you spend so much time, you know, pouring out of the cup and you've got to put something back into. Love that analogy. Yes. You cannot give with an empty cup mm-hmm. and it takes a while to fill up and, and you need to have those fill up moments. And, you know, I, applaud you on that it's a great reminder to take five ten minutes for you and it could be in an hour at a spa whatever you need and my husband always says why are your showers so long that's me time no one can come <laughs> yeah. in that shower i'm guilty of that <laughs> for sure that is me time I, can, I come up with great ideas right and, and like when you take yourself remove yourself from that situation or problem and go do something else. You know what? Most likely you will come up with a solution to that problem when you aren't expecting it or thinking about it because you were using a different part of your brain. You were freed from being stuck in that glass ceiling of that room and you freed yourself, right? Like, I mean, people come up with great solutions going on a walk, going for a long, hot shower and going for a jog, right? You come up with a solution. So walk away and, and, and go do something else when you are stuck. And, you know, I also say, um, oh my goodness, that was a strategy I was going to share. Oh yes. When you are working from home, it is so easy as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, as a sole proprietor to work 24 seven and, and people will say, oh, but I love to work and I love what I do. That's wonderful. But you need to exhale for goodness sakes, people. So give yourself office hours. Everybody else's office hours. Give yourself office hours. Turn it off at four o'clock or at three o'clock when those kids come home from school, 
let it go, let it go. And you know what? Yes, you will have people who email you saying, why haven't you written me back? It's a Sunday night at eight o'clock. Because it's a Sunday night at eight o'clock, I'm not writing you back, right? And, and it's okay because you know what? You are a business. Remember that. Give yourself office hours and, and respect yourself by sticking to them. Ladies, I adore you both so much and I'm so grateful for you and thank you. Thank you, Lindsay, and thank you, Charlene, for joining us on Elaine's Kitchen Tables podcast. And I am just thrilled and honored to have you. And I, I actually can't wait to have you back. So we'll talk about that later. But for now, we're going to end. And I would love for you to just say goodbye to our awesome listeners, if you'd like. You can say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. And thank you so much for having us, Elaine. This is amazing. Yes. Thank you so much. I mean, you're obviously, you know, such an amazing role model to all the women listening as well. And um, hopefully we shared some tidbits that will help some of them through their hardest times as well. I I adore you both so much. I loved how authentic and real you each are because I I knew that asking you, I wouldn't have asked you. Otherwise, I just respected you from afar. And I just respect you even so much more having this conversation and Thank you with all my heart and thank you to our listeners for joining in. And I am always so grateful when you leave a review on uh, iTunes and um, I love your comments that you send over to me too. And I always write back. So thank you for that. And we just wish you a most awesome and wonderful, fabulous day and keep spreading your kindness. And last word is please sleep. Thank you. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>